Some nicknames are for showing affection, others for making fun. The best ones are somewhere in between. My name is Andrew, but for most of my life, people have called me Grog. But where did Grog come from, and what does it mean? We're on a mission to find out. You're listening to Searching for Grog. Okay, well, welcome to another installment of Searching for Grog. I'm Adam Passion, and I'm here with Brandon Passion and Andrew, also known as Grog. So, guys, um, I have kind of a lot of stuff that I unearthed, and I'm excited to share it with you. So just to kind of recap, in the last episode, we brought Dad in, and it just kind of blew the whole thing wide open, you know? so Muddy the waters, kind of. Yeah, it muddied the waters a lot, right? Like he said, oh, it might not have been on that trip and it might have been going eastbound instead of westbound or something like that, you know, and it maybe it wasn't a golf game and basically everything that we thought, everything. <laughs> yeah, everything that we had taken for granted, it was kind of all uncertain then. So what I decided to do is I want to track down the who, what, where, when, why, and how of this whole thing. But you know, based on talking to dad last time, we don't even know who was there or when this trip happened or why we were doing it or anything like that. So I've been trying to nail down those details and on a whole separate kind of research chain, I'm trying to track down what game it might be. So I have some things to reveal to you in both. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm really nervous. So I thought I thought first I would I would try to track down when this happened, right? The last time we were talking, they were like, oh, no, this was on that trip. And, oh, no, it was on that trip. And actually, around that time, like between the year, I would say, 1999 to 2001, we made a cross-country trip at least three times that I can count and maybe more. Oh, so wow. um, if you guys if you guys can see here. So I have all these journals. I was actually a really, really active Whoa. journaler at the time. Oh, baby, smoking gun. Bro, that's so good. We're twins, and I didn't do any of that, bro. All I did was just <laughs> stare out the window with my mouth open. And take sleeping medicine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's duly noted in the journals. Today, Brandon <laughs> stared out the window with his mouth open for 150 miles. Um, actually... So I, I, I thought this would be really promising, these journals, um, and they're from right around that time, but they don't actually have that particular trip noted in them. What they do have is, so if you remember in the year 2000, you and I took a trip across the country with Nathan. He was moving to Stockton. Yeah. And the three of us drove across together. So it was just just three of us. Um, and I have a lot of notes from that. Like when you and I tried to walk across the Bonneville Salt Flats and we got delirious and dizzy. We thought we could get to the mountains, but turns out <laughs> yeah. they were like 50 miles. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have some weird, like you can see some drawings I made of like a homeless guy in like a weird bikini leotard thing who came out. He uh, sort of looks like Grog. In Salt Lake City. Yeah, it does look like Grog. When I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe this is that. But but it wasn't that. <laughs> Dang. We're just mixing up all of our memories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so this trip would have been in 2000. Um, the reason I think that, in fact, 
I'm almost sure of that is because I have a photo to show you. Um, I have a photo from that time. Is this the, um, the one from Colorado? It's not. So oh. that's, that is kind of what made me realize that these weren't the same trip. Oh man, bro. You're such a detective. All right. So this photo right here, you can see, well, uh, Drew, why don't you explain what you see there? All right. So we have kind of a mountain range behind you and a grassy hill. You're standing on the right side. Uh, your hair is kind of messy. Looks like you've maybe been on a long road trip driving for hours. And behind you, there's a, I would guess a deer, maybe it can't be an elk, it has to be a deer, but mm-hmm. those antlers look huge, uh, running the opposite way towards maybe some housing or no, a picnic table full of people. Hey, that's me at the picnic table. And Brandon, can you place this? This looks like um this looks like Trucky or something. You're wearing a damn okay. Yankees, which it's that's from your um the high school musical. Yeah. That so that that shirt actually helped me place it. So actually, I'm almost positive that this picture is from Washington. This is us up in oh, when the we Cascade visited Mountains Jamie. behind us. That's right. Yeah. Mm. And you remember we saw a black bear on this trip. So this is like around like Snoqualmie Falls in Washington. And if you remember that trip, we drove out with Ned to Stockton and then we, you know, we went down to Fresno for a while and and then we flew up to Seattle. We stayed with Jamie for a while and then we took the Greyhound back. That was this trip? That was that. That was a trip in 2000. Oh, we did because I bought a Greyhound bus for my girlfriend. Yeah. What a sweet gift. It was a Greyhound bus bank. Ah. From that from that time, it says here, like here's in my in my journals, Olympic National Forest, only temperate rainforest I've been to. I've been to the jungle now, you know. Um, so that's from that particular trip. And here's something actually that you may or may not remember. See if you remember this. There was a kid on the bus that acted like the guy on Sixteen Candles. He got on the bus, plopped down in front of a guy who looked like Snoop Dogg, and said, "Where you headed?" Without a pause, no social boundaries. Then he started telling everyone on the bus about his quarter collection yep. and how they were how they were worth thousands of dollars. When somebody got off, he'd move back back on the bus to someone else, and eventually he got to us. At one point, Brandon started reading, and I pretended I was asleep. When I quote unquote woke up, Brandon said in a normal volume voice, "Stop falling asleep. This kid keeps talking to me." And I said, "You're reading." And he said. And I may first state here, at this point in time, the kid is turned around in his seat and watching us. You think that stops him from talking to me? <laughs> but instead of noticing the instead of noticing this, the kid just says, Now we're in Tracy. <laughs> okay. So Oh, that was such a crazy trip. That was a really crazy trip. I mean, it goes on here. There's there's t- parts where I talk about um you know, and that's in a separate notebook, but I talk I wrap up the trip where we were sleeping on the homeless guy's bag how uh do you talk about how you um how you ate how the, you ate the subway sandwich out of the lady's purse when we clearly haven't stopped for like hours and hours holy hell no idea where yeah. she got the subway sandwich and adam just downed it in meatball yeah i mean she pulled out a subway sandwich from her bag that was soggy and had been there for hours and she's like just eat it trust me it's good just eat it and i couldn't say no i literally ate this nasty sandwich with her watching me that's why you couldn't say no I thought it was all these years. I thought it was because you were that hungry. No, I remember no. I was hungry as hell, but I was, I didn't want to eat it. Bro, there's no level of hunger that makes you want to eat a 
sandwich fished out of a crazy lady's bag on a subway. So that oh, yeah. that trip, now I want you to look carefully at the way that I look here, like my hair length, the shirt that I'm wearing, all that kind of stuff. If that's the year 2000, then I have something else to show you here, which is this photo. This is in Colorado. Right. Uh, this is our cousin, Alyssa, who was living there in Littleton, Colorado at the time, and her friend, Sarah. And I actually got in contact with Alyssa to track down what she remembers about this time and what what was going on and everything. So she is certain that this happened in the year 2001 because mm. she remembers that she and her friend, Sarah, who's in this photograph, were trying to get their driver's license at the time. And she actually remembers this really well, like with a lot of detail. This photograph, if you can tell, we're in front of a first aid station and you're not in the photo. Yeah, I know why. Go ahead and say why. Well, there's like in Breckenridge or wherever we were, we were close to Breckenridge, right? I don't know if we were close to Breckenridge, but yeah, we were up in the mountains. It was like a ski resort and they have this land luge that the only thing they have on um, for any kind of braking system is these like friction paddles. Like you just pull up paddles and like these little, these little paddles like cause friction on the concrete slide. And I was going way too fast and like dumped it on the concrete and just kept sliding on my leg on the concrete and you can imagine how that would have gone. And so I had like a big, huge scrape on the side of my leg and I was currently in there and they were pouring alcohol on my leg. So while you guys were smiling, I was screaming. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where this photo comes from. And you can tell here that my hair is totally different. I've gained a bunch of weight. Um, I'm wearing a trucker's cap, which those weren't really popular until past our senior year, maybe going into our, when I was in college, right? Um, this is how I looked when I when I looked at my high school graduation picture. I had this big, you know, long, puffy, afro kind of hair like that, and I would always kind of keep it tamed down using a hat. Um, me and my friend Jamie used to always wear these hats, and also the shirt that I'm wearing. This is a Batman shirt that I bought from Space Cat on Bascom Avenue in uh, San Jose. So it had to be post-senior year. It had to be post-senior year. And this was the summer, probably, that we graduated, eh? I would say I'm 90% sure that it was 2001. The only the only part of me that doesn't want to say 100% is that it may not have happened on this trip. But if it happened on the trip, it would have been then. And I can confirm that because I asked Alyssa if she remembers who came. And she said, it was just dudes. It was you, your dad, and your little brother, and Brandon. So okay. so I'm sure, you know, and if you remember in the last episode, we were talking to mom and she seemed to think that, or dad seemed to think everybody was there in the family. And mom said that she didn't remember the game. So I actually called Katie to find out what she remembers. I didn't oh, want to feed her any information. So I just said... What do you know about the name Grog? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I know you called Drew that. Wasn't that from a movie that you guys watched or something? So she didn't remember it being a game. And then when I told her, she said, 
I definitely wasn't there whenever you guys gave that name to him. Uh, and how many trips would we have taken with, with Drew without Ticken? I think this was the Only one, one time. Yeah. Only oh one. Oh my gosh, you sleuth. And it was this trip. It was definitely this trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so I, this is, if it was on this trip that we played that game, then we have the who and the when lockdown. I think I might have the why lockdown as well. So I did some searching for what would have been going on in the summer of 2001. And I found out that our cousin Kelly got married on July 14th of 2001. This is what mom was saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom seemed to think that too, and I, I know I don't have any memory. To my knowledge, I don't have any memory of that wedding until I started thinking about it, and I seem to remember them doing line dancing. Yep. Do you remember this? I remember it. You remember that. So the reason that I remember that is because line dancing wasn't like a popular thing to do at weddings yet at that time. It's like the big everybody does that now, but I hadn't seen it yet. I'd never seen people do line dancing, and I I just remember thinking it was really funny to see Kelly in her wedding dress doing mm. this line dance perfectly with all of her friends from college. Does that seem familiar to you? Definitely. Was the wedding in, in Indianola where they lived in Iowa? I think that the wedding was at Simpson college in like King's chapel. And I do not remember that. So I'm still trying to dig up the details of that. And I trying to, f- I want positive confirmation that we were all there. Because it's hard for me to believe that we would have driven all the way across the country for a wedding. But there has to be a photo. Okay, so that's the who and the and the why and the when. And the where is the part that I'm still not sure of. Because I don't think that we would have made that. For some reason, I don't remember making that trip round trip. I remember only going one way with Drew in the car. Do you guys remember it that way? Yeah, I do. And I feel like, yeah, I always thought it was, I guess in my brain, I always thought it was on the way out, but it could have easily be on the way. I thought it was going West, but, but mom thought it was going East. I totally thought we were going from Iowa to California. Yeah, and that seems to fit with what I remember as well. And that's why I'm trying to think maybe we went out to Iowa for the wedding and we all drove back. And I'm wondering if it was because we had to go get a car and bring it back with us. You know, like, mm. I, I I don't know. I haven't, I haven't nailed this part down, so I'm still working on that. But I want to figure out, because it makes a really big difference if we were on eastbound I-80 or if we were on westbound I-80. The stops yeah. would be totally different. Good point. You know. Um, the other thing about that also, is... Also, we would have gone off of I-80 to go to Littleton. Yeah, and significantly off. Like, yeah, hours out of our way. So we have... July 14th would have been... If we were going to that wedding, July 14th, either just after or just before, whether that was our return trip or going there. And it was the four of us, absolutely. And it would have been that summer of 2001. You guys ready for the what? Oh, what man. game? I think so. I have some really, if they're not the game, they're really close. 
Oh, man, I'm so excited for this. Yeah? You guys ready? Yeah. I think so. Okay, so I went down a few different tracks, and before I tell you anything about what games I have, I want to give a shout-out to where I found my information. So there's two main places that I found this. Now, you guys have probably heard of the subreddit Tip of My Tongue. If you haven't, it's pretty easy to imagine what it is. You basically... If you can't remember a song lyric or you can't remember the title of a movie or anything like that, you can post it there and people will dig it up for you. But there's actually an even better one for us. It's called r slash tip of my joystick. And this is literally for people who are looking up an old game and can't remember anything about it. So that is a really, really invaluable resource that I dug through. And I didn't get any positive hits on my post, Mm -hmm. but you can search previous posts and look through all of that so i was able to search for games featuring cavemen games featuring mini golf all kinds of stuff and i got a lot of information from there the other place that's really 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 valuable for this kind of thing if anybody else is looking for a old video game is moby games that's spelled like moby dick so www.mobygames.com and this is like the oldest and most accurate and reliable database of Every kind of game you can think of. I mean, they have like like games that you could download for your TI-86 like scientific calculator and stuff like that. Like they have everything. Dang. So the majority of my game research came from? from these two. Sorry, what game is this from? <laughs> that's from that's from the Taz game from Atari 2600. That's right. Okay, continue. That's what happens when your little tornado hits a piece of dynamite. <laughs> impressive (laughs) (laughs) yeah if you played that game as much as we did man especially when you get to there's a point where you get to a certain level all right now do you know this game at all drew i do i remember being like really confusing and kind of ugly when i played it like i had to give up because i couldn't make any sense of it it's really ugly in the fact that like i mean they say that you're taz but you're really just like a triangle that's supposed to represent like a spinning tornado tornado, like a tornado shape And it's basically like things come across on these lines and you have to go up and, and grab them. Like you try to eat the food without accidentally getting a bomb. Okay. Right. So it starts off as hamburgers and that changes into ice cream cones and that changes into popsicles and hot dogs. And the popsicles and dynamites look, look exactly the same. Yeah. There's a point where like the Sprite for a popsicle is literally an upside down dynamite stick. (laughs) That's just cruel. And so it's like impossible yeah. Anyway, so before we get too sidetracked, Sorry. most of my research came from these two places. And just to let you know, so like on Moby Games and on Tip of My Joystick, you can search them. They're searchable databases. But on Moby Games especially, you can search, for example, protagonist caveman or like theme prehistoric and things like that. Super so specific So under prehistoric terms. theme games, there's 152 entries. Wow. Okay, more than six. We thought there was like a very small amount right well we thought there were that was for games that feature both oh, mini okay. golf and cavemen got it so i searched cavemen games there are 90 games with cavemen as a protagonist and there are also games where i included games where the bar where the protagonist is a barbarian mm-hmm. or like games with a tropical theme because it's hard to tell the difference for that a lot of that stuff mm-hmm so I whittled it down to some likely candidates. Let me show you some of the games that I'm pretty sure it's not, but just t- 
to make sure so we can click it off our list. Do you remember, do either of you remember this game, which is called Joe and Mac? Barely. I got nothing. Okay, Joe and Mac, which is also called Caveman Ninja. This was, uh, the first one was released in 1991, and then they made a sequel, Congo's Caper, in 1993, and another one, Joe and Mac 2, which was made in 1994. This whole series, um... It just features these two cavemen named Joe and Mac, and they run around killing dinosaurs and avoiding bad cavemen. And I remember playing this for sure on the Super Nintendo. Um, this would have been at... Yeah, the graphics look nicer. It looks pretty nicer fun. Nicer than you remember Grog? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting that you say that, because that would make Grog a lot older than I thought. Anyway, this game has a bad guy whose name is Gork, which is sort of close to Grog, <laughs> but it's not quite the same thing. So we're going to rule this game out. It's not the Joe and Mac series. I think it's not. It is also a really famous caveman series called Chuck Rock. Chuck Rock also had three games in the series. So Chuck Rock, Chuck Rock 2, Son of Chuck, and then there was one called BC Racers. Here's Chuck Rock 2. This is a straightforward kind of side-scroller adventure. And I'm almost sure that it wasn't Chuck Rock or Chuck Rock 2, son of Chuck Rock, but it very well could have been the third one in the series, and I'll talk about that in a second. So this is, this is Chuck Rock 2. This looks more in line with the graphics, I would... I remember. So you remember it being this kind, kind of, of cheesy... lazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like Hanna-Barbera ripoff. This is, yeah, Hanna-Barbera ripoff for sure. I mean, this part. The gameplay itself is not really much like that, but you can see here. Well, this, this is a very civilized kind of caveman. You know, he's got a tie and a family. So I don't think this would have been the one that we would have called Grog. So I'm going to rule these ones out too. And let me explain my thinking now for how I how I went down this research. So the criteria that I wanted to search, there was about four. First, I thought, if it's true that it wasn't actually a mini golf game, even though we remember it being that, you know, dad thought that it might not have been that, then I think it would have been a sports game of some type. So I looked up caveman-themed games that involve sports. Okay? The other thing is, everybody remembers it being an arcade game. So I wanted to find games that came out for arcade that featured cavemen. Then I just had that general idea, like these things that might have had, you know, the cavemen that looks like we want it to look. And then the last thing, I wanted to find cavemen named Grog. Okay? Now, I know that we thought that we just came up with yeah, that name. We just came up with it. But I actually found a game called Grog's Revenge. Oh my god. Okay. Now, before you get too excited, Grog's Revenge came out in 1984, which means it's it would have been really old at the time. 
when we played it. Also, it was made by ColecoVision. So it came out for ColecoVision, Coleco, Adam, uh, Commodore 64. And it was a sequel to a game called BC. So this was actually called BC2 Grog's Revenge. Okay. Do you want to see it? Yeah. All right. Grog's Revenge. You want to see it? Hear it am. Let me tell you a little bit about why it's called Grog's Revenge. So you know the comic strip BC by Johnny Hart? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 in the paper. So there is actually a character in that game whose name is Grog. And he's kind of the foil for the main character. And I found these mugs. You see how they say Grog? And they have the character. I actually bought a set of four of these for us. I was going to say it. I hope you bought I bought, I bought this on eBay. I bought a set of four, and I was hoping that they would have been delivered to your house already by the time that we recorded this episode. But this actually that got canceled, and they refunded me. So I have to I have to buy them again. Oh, sad! But, Dang it! Yeah, that is that is the character Grog from the game Grog's Revenge, and the game graphics actually look like this. So I think it's very, very unlikely that this is our game. Because... But what are the chances? The same name, it being a caveman? I mean, I guess. Well, Grog is... Okay, now you say that, but here's the thing about the name Grog. It is just like one of those mm-hmm. things that when you think of a caveman, you think his name would be Grog. And to to like express that point, there was a FedEx commercial for Super Bowl Forty which would have been in 2006, mm-hmm. and there's a caveman named Grog in that commercial. There's also really? um, a book called Retail and Detail by Ronald L. Ronald L. Bond, and Grog. that one, it talks about Grog <laughs> the caveman in an economic sense and how our economy has evolved. There's like a book called Cupidity, 50 Stupid Things That People Do For Love. That ga- That book also talks about Grog the caveman. So like Grog... Is wow. just it's just out there. It's like that hundred monkey sin, like uh, phenomenon, right? Like suddenly, yeah. humans all over the world thought if there's a caveman, his name is Grog. But as you can see from this well, game, this is definitely not the this game. is not it, right? So I'm pretty mm-hmm. impressed that they were able to get on an old com- uh, ColecoVision. They were able to get something to look this good, but this is definitely not the game that we want. So. I started looking at other games that might have a character named Grog, okay? There's a games that have somebody named Gronk or Gork. <laughs> so there's a game called Cro-Mag Rally that came out in 1998. And mm-hmm. that had a character named Grag and also a character named Brog. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty... Those are both, like, those are both just bookending the name Grog, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Chromag Rally was probably not our game just because that was only available on computer. It was for Mac OS 9, for Mac OS X. Um, it finally came out for Xbox 360 and Windows 7 and things like that. But at that time, it wouldn't have been for arcade in any way that I can think of. Um, there was also a game called BC Racers, which I'm going to show you right now. And BC Racers was the third installment of Chuck Rock. Oh my gosh, bro. I feel like. I wonder if it was a racing game. Well, so that's what I thought. It might be a racing game. Um, 
Okay. So this is BC Racers. This is the third installment of the Chuck Rock series. And for some reason, instead of making it a caveman side-scroller, they decided to make this a caveman racing game. And there's Chuck and Chuck Rock. There's Chuck Rock and his son Chuck. And as you can see, they're trying to punch women off of their bike. Um, as very you do. caveman-like. Mm-hmm. So this was something where I started thinking maybe it wasn't golf. Maybe it was something else, right? Then I started thinking maybe it was some other type of sports game. And there actually are quite a lot of, I mean, not a lot, but there's a lot more than you'd think of caveman-related sports games. And that's where I want to go next with this. So first of all, let me point you to a game that came out in 1994, and this is called Stoneball. Now, the good thing about this game, Stoneball, I mean, the promising thing is this is an arcade release with cavemen who who hit each other and fight over stones. Which makes me think, I mean, we wanted something where it had a guy losing his temper and getting mad and hitting with sticks because that's what reminded us of Drew at the time. So check this out. You can see here, credit zero, there's these cavemen playing with a stone and whacking each other with mallets. Now, first of all, this game looks really fun. It does. I would buy it. You see them kind of whacking away. You guys don't think this is the game? This looks pretty... Uh, it also looks too... Nice. Yeah, too new. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll rule out Stoneball. I'll tell you, that BC Racing, man, that was, that was firing some synapses in my brain. I'm still stuck on UG. I just... That one hit me in, in the heart for some so reason. So the name UG is actually there's more than one but ug is from a game called cave mania and that was that came out in 1990 and i can show you what that looked like um before i do that here's a game called bc story a arcade release which is sort of promising now we would have loved i feel like out of games that we would have flocked to the street fighter type games we loved so this one is this game is not exactly Street Fighter. It's more like an Olympic, like a prehistoric Olympic kind of game, and mm-hmm. you do things like you try to chop dinosaur eggs faster than the other person, or climb a rope faster than the other person, things like that. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to just have a look at this intro, like title sequence, because it is some of the best translation ever. All right, can you read that for me, Brandon? Our ancestors introduced that lived erect a tribe to center of greats a patriarch. <laughs> the method of elect a patriarch is very peculiar. Then a volcano burst into eruption. Elect of a patriarch convention is open the winner. <laughs> what? Very clear, straightforward <laughs> gameplay in this one, right? So this was a Korean studio, and they didn't um, apparently have the budget to check their English translation for the localization of BC story. So yeah, that was yeah. rough, but you get the idea. I thought for a moment I was having a stroke. <laughs> it's like, none of that's making sense to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you the last couple contenders that I have. Okay. This is the one that I thought was the most promising, even though I don't know if everybody else will agree. <sighs> This is an arcade okay. game called Trog. And Trog 
is pretty oh, close to dude. Grog. The graphics match. This was an arcade exclusive release yeah. back at the time. It eventually came out for Nintendo. But this game, Trog, to me, is the perfect oh, candidate. Man. The only thing is in this, you're not actually a caveman. You're a dinosaur, and you're trying to kill cavemen. But those little sprites look like in pa on par with what I would expect. Right, and I remember it for some reason being a top-down view like this where you have to move around the screen doing things like that. And just because you're not... What's the goal here? On this game, Your do you know? Your goal is to collect these eggs. If you can see, there's blue, like, vertically aligned circles. Those are eggs. And the white ones In between are actually rocks. obstacles that, like, kind of keep you... They're like the walls of a Pac-Man kind of thing. Okay. So I your job you. yeah, is yeah. to go around collecting eggs and avoid these cavemen. And even though you can't play as a caveman, I can totally imagine us seeing the cavemen and calling you Grog. Yeah, dude, that looks... That looks like my memory. Like that little beard. His oh man. But I feel like there would have been a character where we make fun of that we would have said Drew looks like that. Like if that guy on the picture there with the yeah. one eye. But he comes out that's the thing. If he was on the game, we would have that's made That's the fun thing of is he comes out this is the arcade version. So the one I was showing you just now was the NES. This is the arcade version. Which looks even more kind of how I remember it. Yeah. The sounds, the way he moves, and when you beat a level, you can see that you come up like that. And if you lose the level, the caveman comes up and kind of gloats in your face. Oh, dude, do you have a shot of that? Well, I... Because Drew losing... Would I mean, it could have been as simple as me just watching you guys and that guy, that guy coming up. But... No, you, you would have wanted to play... Now, you can see their names here are Gwen and Spike. There's not really somebody named Grog, although there is the game is called Trog, which is about as close as you get. Yeah. Is this ringing any bells for you guys? I mean, I know that you said it's firing some... A little bit. Bro, tell me, tell me that you found this somewhere. Actually, it is possible. <laughs> Playable. I mean, you want me to find a place where we can all play it? No, tell me you found this, like... Uh, off highway somewhere along the along the freeway <laughs> oh man uh, you're giving me too much credit i couldn't have found that in a week <laughs> but this is this is one that i want to chase down i want to i feel like this is so likely because here's the thing there aren't that many yeah although there's 152 like prehistoric themed games and there's 90 featuring or 80 featuring cavemen there aren't that many that were released for arcade this is one of the few Right. And out of the few that I did find for Arcade, this is definitely the most likely. I agree. I think it, it looks it looks familiar. I don't think I've ever played it. Like, I mean, it doesn't feel like I've played it, but that's, I was, what, nine or eight or nine. So, but the, yeah, the, the, the characters look so familiar. Like that, that, that caveman that's on this game looks exactly like how I would imagine it in my head. What do you think about that, Brandon? Does the caveman do it for you or um not yeah, the cyclops I mean, I'm, so, I'm so confused because i mean i could totally i could totally see it being this i just haven't seen the screen where the caveman comes up on this yet so yeah that's true i look for that that younger that younger uh part of me 
<laughs> would need to see something that looked goofy, and then I would say Norton looks like that just to piss him off. Well, yeah, if fair. you look at the title screen, I mean, he comes up right in the beginning of the title. That's like the first thing yeah. you see when you look at the title is it says Trog, and then you press start, and this big, ugly dude shows up. So, Where's the big, ugly dude? I didn't see him. He's got to trust he's there. You have to trust that he's there. He's like the Holy Ghost. (laughs) So, um, okay. Well, there also was a sports-related game that was called the Caveman Olympics that came out in 1988. Oh. And that game had a character named Gronk. Oh, dude. I can totally see how Gronk, I mean, uh, unlike the other ones, like, what was it, uh... Grag, I forgot the other names you had named before, but yeah. Gronk, I feel like you just take, it totally devolves into Grog. So here you can see Ugga, Gronk, Vincent, Thag. Whoa. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Look at that Gronk. He's all mad, too. Of course he's mad. Yeah. And Glunk is the main guy here. Oh, man. And this game is essentially you you have these competitions doing, you know, it's a sports game. So instead Dude. of instead of just like, you know, doing the hammer throw, you're actually, I think, throwing a woman. It oh. looks like. <laughs> Out of a circle. Yeah. Oh, this looks familiar, too. I'm just I'm losing all sense of direction now. Like, I can't even tell you what's up or down. I want to say it's this now. Oh, see, this is what I hoping you. I was hoping you weren't going to say that. I was hoping you guys were going to rule everything out and say, "Yeah, it's definitely this." Well, it's okay. It's definitely not this. I don't think it's this. I mean, it it looks. I feel like it. It touches some points, like Gronk. It's got an angry character, but the actual gameplay doesn't look familiar at all. Well, yeah, and like you can't even see the characters. Really, they're not as clear as as even like um, the other games you showed us. And by the this way, the before I go on, that it. game Trog, mm-hmm. made by Bally Midway in 1990, that arcade game, it's available on eBay if one of you guys wants to just confirm by buying it and playing it. Well, what, what is I it got for, it. NES? No, it's an arcade cabinet. Oh, really? That's you, Brandon. You have the most space. <laughs> so anyway, to recap what we've gone over today, um, we think that it was probably either Trog... Maybe this BC Racers, or it could have been the Caveman Olympics. Out of those, the one that was actually a arcade game would have been Trog, um, put out in 1990 by Midway Bally. That's I like Trog. I like I like going after that one. Me too. I think it has it has the most. We also think yeah, it was on the 2000 a two a post 2001 trip. Yeah, that we need to figure out. Which so that's that's what is on my list now is to try to figure that's out right. Kelly's wedding. Figure out exactly when we were on the trip, which direction we were going, and to try to figure out where we could have found some of these machines. So, if we're sure that it was an arcade machine, then I will just I'll make a list of the arcade games that have a caveman. That's there's a much smaller list there that we can track down. But I think that's a lot to go on for the next for the next step. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, I think I think I'm in support of that. I think um I want to say it's an arcade. And uh 
I feel pretty comfortable saying it's that. I don't think it's like a makeshift Atari plug-in okay. you know, computer setup or anything like that. All right. Well, that will give me something to go on for the next for the next bit of research. But for now, do you guys have any questions left over? No. I mean, when, we're, when are we getting those grog milk slash coffee slash teacups? Just- yeah, the next time <laughs> that we that we have our podcast, we're all going to be drinking out of grog cups. <laughs> I, I was so disappointed, honestly, when I got a message from eBay and I thought, oh, it must be the delivery notice. And then instead they said, your order has been canceled and we're issuing you a refund. Why do they do I that? so disappointed. Did someone buy them before you or something? I, it's hard to say. It's <laughs> such a weird thing. But there are a lot of listings for these. Oh. So, and they're cheap. So I'll definitely get us a set. Sweet. Man, grog was pushing the merch. Yeah, they were doing well back in the day. Yeah, there's quite a bit of grog stuff. In fact, if you were so inclined, you could set up a grog room in your house with like grog's bar signs and grog coffee cups and stuff, and you could have a total grog uh, shrine to grog. Guess what? I'm I know what I'm doing this weekend. Norton is so inclined. Converting this. What office. you need to do is buy that trog game and then just cover the T with a G. <laughs> there we go. Call it a day. <laughs> All right, like guys, it. bro. Good research. Yeah, phenomenal work. All right, well, I'll talk to you guys next time. Sounds good. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Searching for Grog. From our fuzzy memories to your ear holes. Special thanks go out to Kevin and Vicky Passion, my twin sister, Katie Passion, our favorite second cousin, Alyssa Gunn Maldonado, and research for this episode was sourced from one of our favorite subreddits, Tip of My Joystick, and also mobygames.com and music by Captive Portal. <laughs>